0: City, king of my country, king of my homeland, king of the filthy, king of the fallen, we live in again, king of the shortest, looters, boosters, and ghettos popping, king of the past, present, future, my ancestors watching, king of the culture, king of the soldiers, king of the bloodshed, king of the wisdom, king of the ocean, king of the respect, king of the optimistic and dreamers that go and get it, king of the winners, district, and
1: geniuses, with conviction. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, aka. Kyrie Curvin, A.K.A. Diddy Hendrix, A.K.A. Diddy Quarantino, A.K.A. Diddy, you know what, man? <laughs> Diddy Tchalla, Barack Tchalla, Washington, R- Russell Flexbrook. um And on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful, gracious co-host. How you doing, baby? Hey, y'all.
2: It's your girl Ali Nicole. Your bitch is tired. I, you know, I had really, really cute aliases this week. I, you ever just feel like what's funny is I was watching It Chapter 2 last night, and the irony of the fact of, like, I feel like the, the air just got let out of my balloon. But it's not on the other side of this balloon, so I guess I'm still doing alright.
1: As long as you don't go into be, the, the, little, the little sewer, you know what I'm saying? As long as you, you don't follow You know what the fuck?
2: You want to know what would get me in that sewer, Calvin?
1: Crab legs?
2: Nope. Another stimulus check in a Telfar bag. I'd be in that sewer. Harlem's shaking, bro.
1: What? Listen, man. I mean, we could talk about... We There's a lot we could talk about. We could talk about how the fact we... <laughs> every other country has given their, um, their citizens a monthly stipend. I think canada's getting like two racks a month other countries are getting like at least a thousand a month you know 15 like every other country has kind of had a monthly stipend bill passed because you know shit got shit is real they're also they're all they're also you know on the other side of this pandemic like there, there are some there are some that are having you know little flare ups here and there because it's you know it's it's normal when there's no vaccine but a lot of them, like the worst for a lot of these countries is over. Now, you compare, that to, you compare that to the good old U.S. of A., which not only are we the worst response to this pandemic, not only do we so put it like this. Americans to make up 4% of the world population, but America is responsible for 22% of COVID-19 related deaths. So we're far outkicking our coverage here. So not only is not only is, you know, we we have a worse response. Not only are we in month seven and it still seems like it's a lot of cases, but also our government has given us one twelve hundred dollar stimulus that not everyone has gotten and that make it enough like Smokey's mother. Just um, we we, we are not a political podcast. And so we're not going to tell you who to vote for. We're not going to tell you. We're not going to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, certain shit, because that's not our lane. If that was our lane, there'd be people who do that lane better than us. But just evaluate where you are right now and, and, and decide if that's where you want to be, is my, is my non-political political advice, right? It's like, <laughs> and, if, and if you're not where you feel like you want to be as a citizen of the United States of America, Figure out what you can do personally to affect change in that system. There's a multifaceted approach. I think we, as the oppressed people, have to have, um, and yeah. that's something that a lot of a lot of those conversations can't even be done publicly because you know, anytime a group of a group of oppressed people organize publicly, people try to dismantle said group. I mean, we Black Wall Street. We talk about. A Black Panther Party, talking about what they did to Martin, what they did to Malcolm, what they're doing now. Right. So, but just again, evaluate where you are on in September of 2020 and evaluate if that's where you feel like you need to be, want to be, deserve to be, or are entitled to be. And if that answer is no, figure out what you can do individually to try to change that situation.
2: So just to put things into perspective, guys, if this sways your vote in any direction, just to put a feather in your cap, as I always say, as my dad says, the U.S. will not join the WHO-linked global effort to develop a COVID-19 vaccine, meaning that y'all president has declined joining the global effort to create a vaccine because he said it was China, it was a China-centric approach to the pandemic. By the way, just to put things in further perspective, China not only opened up successfully, they also closed back down when they noticed that there was an obvious spike in cases. But it's also been living "quote unquote" back to normal for the past, let's say, two months now. Let's honestly say that China had a summer that the U.S. could have had. I don't want to go there. I don't. I don't. I
1: don't want to go there. Just Disav- you, 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 I don't you see go what, again again I think the uh the point that we're trying to make is a lot of this could if not avoided entirely could look a lot different if actions and situations were handled differently. We know right. even on even on its best days we know this country has has its warts, has its blind spots, especially when it comes to the treatment of of African American people.
0: But when you intentionally
1: do some shit that fucks up everything, we have to notice it. And I think we have become more 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 kind of political ish than we ever had to be because it felt irresponsible to not say something when we can't pretend that everything's okay because look around you nigga. like we're recording this in our two separate homes on an app I had to download in April because our normal recording was shut down like you know I mean? like it just everything's I, fucked up so we have to acknowledge that it's fucked up and because there's a very clear reason on why it's fucked up it may sound political I think that's where we're at you know
2: yeah it's really just like we really, really could have been over this shit, and I think that's what when I think about the way COVID has affected me since we're going down this road, right? Where it's in September, we've been on restrictions since late February, early March first. Actually, early, no, first, first, uh, first
1: couple March. weeks in March, uh, we was outside like the first weekend of March, and by the second weekend, everything shut down.
2: Right. That's how quick. So it from, went. That's how quick. From it March it went. Right. So from the second weekend of March to September 1st, because we're recording on September 1st, we've been on some kind of restriction, whether it was completely locked down, shut down, um, to, these, to where we are right now. Some type of bars closing at 10. last call it 10, right? When I think about it, it's like uh, the way COVID has affected me personally because, A, I've had COVID. Two, financially. Three, socially. And I honestly don't have, I don't, I can't say that it was what it was for. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a rhyme or a reason. I don't have all, I don't have, I can't say, oh yeah, I went through X, Y, and Z so that we, we as a collective will come out better because we're, we're not. And because of inept leadership. And to be honest with you, I, and, and I've been meaning to say this on this tier podcast for some time now, but now, of course, it's always been fuck you to the people who voted for Trump deliberately, right? But I don't think we've actually given a big enough fuck you to the people who inadvertently also voted for Trump. I'm talking about the people who also did not vote. I'm talking about the people who voted, went and wrote in Bernie Sanders and not his full name after he told y'all he succeeded and then endorsed. Um, and then endorsed Hillary Clinton. I'm also talking about the people who showed up to the polls and fucking played games. Yeah, I'm also talking about you people who thought it was fucking funny to vote for Harambe. Who got like 1.0 per- like he got a he got a percentage enough of enough votes out of Ohio alone to have been counted as in the total percentage of votes. If that makes sense. It wasn't one or two throwaway votes. Like you niggas made Harambe a dead gorilla trend when it came to voting. I'm talking to all of you people here. All of that the one thing, and I really hate giving Republicans credit. I really, really, really do. But the one thing I will say about Republicans is that them niggas will get their marching orders and be like, aye, aye, captain. They stick to the fucking plan. For better or worse, and it's typically works. But the one thing Republicans will do, them niggas will band together. They will, they will stick to the marching orders. Even, they will stick to the script even if they have to sing it through their fucking teeth. If they have to grit their teeth and bear it. You mean to tell me there are Republicans with common sense with, with, who actually believe in Trump? No, they don't. You can see it in their eyes. They think he's much, as much of a fucking idiot as we do. But they look at the bigger picture, the, what they need in totality, what is the mission at hand, and Trump fits the fucking bill, okay? So they vote on that. I'm not in a position to tell anybody, right, how to vote, which way to vote, because that makes me hypocritical. I'm not. Also. Very, very, very hot take opinion about voting that contradicts my previous statement. I'm going to acknowledge that. We fought our ancestors and our leaders before us fought for the option to vote. The right to it, meaning that I have the option to opt in or out. It's in my best interest to opt in because it is. But I can't be mad at the Negroes who say, listen, this is the definition of insanity. I'm continuing to vote for the lesser of two evils instead of leadership I actually believe in. And then when we have leadership we actually believe in, like your Bernie Sanders or your your Elizabeth Warren, we fail them at the polls. And then we complain about who we could have had. Guys, I am begging you. I'm literally begging you. And I hate to quote people who are problematic. But you really, 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 really have to start being the person and the change that you want to see in this world for better or worse. No, does Biden have my support, my full support? No, he does not. I really, 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 my vote was for Elizabeth Warren. That's who I wanted. That's who represents me. That's not who's on the ticket. And I can't sit here. There's too much at stake for me to sit here and throw a tantrum about could have had a bad bitch. That's not who I had. This is what's in front of me. And this is going to put me and my family in the better position. Just because, and and we talk about it all the time. Just because it's not packaged in the way that's appeasing to you does not mean that what's inside of it is not beneficial. We have to pull our heads out of our asses. There's too much at stake. And if you don't like the way that you're living right now, another four more years, we will die. I'm going to just pass away.
1: you listen so here's my thoughts on it and then we'll then we'll move on right because again okay but so so a couple things one i i too understand the frustration of those who who are who are saying they don't want to vote i get it i mean you know you've been you know change has to come to where you thought it was gonna come just by voting but that's why i want to make things clear this it's a multifaceted plan here. Sorry, but sorry about the technical. Sorry about the technical difficulties,
2: niggas we and niggas. Um, miss the studio as much as y'all do,
1: bro. So, I, I understand the the, the the point and the kind of a viewpoint of those who are frustrated with voting. Right, they're frustrated because they feel like they've done voting. And that hasn't really shown in the manner that you expect it to. But I want people to understand that this is a it has to be um, a multifaceted plan. It has to be a plan where we attack we attack it on multiple different levels, right? We attack it through um, voting. We attack it through organizing, continuing to protest, continue to, to do work in your communities. We attack it through. Uh, financial independence and making sure that we're able to have the financial backing to be able to do these things. we tack it through education, making sure we educate people both our own and others about what's going on we it's, it's, it, it, it has to be a multifaceted solution like I, no one part of it works without the part of everything else. I think that's one thing I think. A lot of people just don't you know what I'm saying it, it, it's um they're not hundred percent aware because they're jaded I get it I get it right second second, second thing about voting you're voting for so much more than just a president right and I, I know this feels real school of ed, you know school of education type after school special shit I get it. but like you're voting right. for so much more than just a president like you're voting for everything state local honestly where're Oftentimes, the Republicans get shit done is in the off-presidential elections, the midterms, uh, the election that happened, put it like that. There's an election every year. The president only gets elected every four. So in the of three years, a lot of shit gets elected on that we may not vote on because it's not the presidential election. Laws, tax levies, prosecutors fucking sheriff's, fucking, you know what I'm saying, state legislator, all that shit, like, it's also very important. And actually, this is more important on a day-to-day basis than who's in the White House. All that shit is important. So that's all the things that you're skewing if you choose to not vote. Again, you're right, your choice. But that's, you know what I'm saying, the the game is the game. And the third thing I think what's more important, going back to your point about Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and failing them at the polls, I think people have it misconstrued that if you sit this one out and you let 45 win, that you'll have another chance down the road to pick somebody you like better. And Mm -hmm. that's just not how this thing is going. If you're paying attention, our democracy, and I I promise I'm not saying this to be just, you know, hyperbolic. Our democracy is on its last leg. Trump, throughout his Three and a half year presidency has cut every corner, broken hella rules, tw- you know, find loopholes and all types of shit. Every turn, we have we have put he has put into place his lackeys, his his yes men, his no men, all throughout. To the point, you know, the, to the point where it's harder to vote now. It's harder to right. mail in vote because. He's 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 trying to damage you know the, the postal service. Um, so the Supreme Court is is on the line here, and I know we say that a lot, but like you understand, the most liberal judge on the court is eighty six, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and it seems like every other week she has a health point. Right. Now, could you talk about maybe she should have just retired when Obama was in office, but she kept going, but now she got to keep going to the point where. And then you have two other conservative uh, Supreme Court justices who are nearing retirement on their side as well. Because you got to understand, Supreme Court justice is a lifetime appointment. Meaning once you get on that motherfucker, you don't leave unless you die or until until you retire. So all of the liberties that we hold dear is very much up for grabs. Like, for example, um, all the things that are declared unconstitutional, like the abortion ban that that was prior to pass. tried to pass in Ohio and other states across this country, Roe v. Wade, the Affordable Care Act, all of those things that, like, when the Republican president tries to get, you know, repeal it, get it undone, it ends up going to the Supreme Court because people sue the government, and the, and the Supreme Court rules whether or not he's allowed to do that shit. Right now, the Supreme Court is what saved a lot of these things from being repealed and taken back because he, they were like, hold on, nigga, This is unconstitutional. You can't do this. Check the balance. All that's up up for debate. And the final thing is we have to truly realize that, like, Twitter is a very small subsection of real life. Twitter Mm -hmm. trends younger and it trends more affluent because you got to have a cell phone and internet to have it. So You may think that in, in, on social media, yeah, Bernie and, and, and Elizabeth was, was way more popular than Joe and Kamala. But when you go out there and you see places that used to have Trump um, flags have Biden flags, you go out, mm-hmm. you, you, you drive in any city that is listening to this. You drive in them suburbs, you understand that like, social media is not the real life. Like, don't get tricked, don't get fooled on what people tell you, oh, Biden got it in the bag. We fought that four years ago. And look where right. we are. And so I'm just, so all of that to say, I understand the frustration. I, I too am very much frustrated. But there's a, this is a multifaceted situation that we got going on here. And none of it worked without the other person. So we have to not, we have to do more. We have, yes, we have to vote, but that's not the only thing we have to do. We have to also continue to organize in our communities. To protest, right. continue to protest, continue to gain financial independence, continue to have our own shit, continue to educate our kids, educate the ones that may be, un- you know, a little more ignorant on what's going on in the world. Continue- all of those things have to be done. It's a tough fight. It's a tough, tough fight. I understand it. You- but we do not have the luxury of it not being tough right now because of right. all the shit. Yes, the, the Republicans get in line. You know what I'm saying? The Republicans, they may not like everything that that nigga say, but they know that they get in line. You know, the the Democrats, the blue people are a lot more like if it ain't my way, it's the highway. And it's like, I feel you. You, You're fighting for what you want and exactly how you want it. But once you don't get that, you gotta sometimes take what you got. (laughs) Like, if if I wanted a Beamer, and someone pulled, up right. with a new, someone pulled up with a new Chevy Impala, I ain't have to pay for it. I'll be like, damn, I wanted the Beamer. But I ain't going to say no to this car just because it's not the car I want. That's just, and I understand, like, we're we, we losing some people. People are not going to agree with it, but I understand it. I, you know, it's, it's, we all have our own opinions, but I'm just telling you, if you think we as the black community can survive four more years of this, I would love to see your reasoning and I would love to see your the way you explain that because you're gonna to need to explain that to me. Mm-hmm. You gonna need gonna need to explain it to me like I'm a five year old to be quite honest because I myself don't see it. If you could explain it to me, I'll give you your credit, I'll give you your kudos, but you are gonna need to explain it. And um, that's all I got on that one. I know we went a little you know we went a little deep but like this shit is just serious. frustrating because this all the sacrifices
2: that we're making all of the sacrifices that we made, just feel fruitless. And that's okay, because you and Here's I both thing, are it's, not. Here's
1: it's, it's, it's the sacri- thing, with, with this, we didn't make the sacrifices, the sacrifices were made for us. Let, let's be clear And that's here. what
2: I'm getting at. Either way, but either way, when you, not even just with, the, even if the sacrifice was made for us for the greater good, which is what was preached and shoved down our throat wear your mask, take care of each other, take care of yourself, social distance, you know what I'm saying, limit your trips, be polite, be more patient, things are slower, things will get back to normal. That was what was forced down our thoughts. That was what we were right, right. propagandaed and pushed to believe. And then when we get to months later, literally half the year later and six months later and I'm still being told the same thing but the results aren't matching, you well, don't have, you don't have, hey, let, me, let me finish my thought you don't have any you don't have shit to show for it. and you can't keep this is the definition of insanity and I guess to round out my point and we can absolutely move on this is why I'm stressing the importance of changing your leadership or change or reevaluating I can't in good conscience I can't tell anybody to continue to just keep voting for systems that have broken up that have made broken promises to our community over and over again over and over again I can't tell people in good conscience to continue to do the same things that have been fruitless for us. I cannot in good conscience keep telling y'all to do that. What I can say is to evaluate the situation, use your better judgment, and make a decision that you know is going to be more beneficial for you in the end. So if you feel like you, need to, you don't feel encouraged or empowered or emboldened to vote, please understand that there are consequences for that as well. That's my that's that's just my point. And you are living in the consequences for being inactive. That's it. That's it. All I'm saying is that for everybody who chose to be inactive or chose to be subpar in their action, there are consequences for that. And you are currently living them. So if you're satisfied with the way that you're living, I can't tell you what to do. But if you're not, and I know the majority of listeners, the majority of people out there are not Evaluate your decision-making this election. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Anyway, friends, y'all told me Y'all you... told me they were the same. Y'all told me they were the same. Whew. That's anyway.
2: it. Y'all told me everybody, it, Lester, it was two sides of the same coin. That's what came out of y'all mouth. So that was what emboldened you to not do any action. Okay. I can't argue with that. But what I can do is ask you to evaluate your current quality of life and let me know how that... And, and you let me know. You let me know what it is. You ain't got to fake the funk or something for me, baby. I don't have to... I'm not counting nobody's pockets, and I'm not counting nobody's wealth, nobody's well-being, nobody's... We yeah. we,
1: don't, we, don't have to, we don't have to count anybody's individual pockets here. Like, all of the, it, a, a lot of the information is public, fam. Like, nigga, 40 million people lost their jobs. If you not one of that 40... You, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to you. But 40 million people lost their jobs. The economy is nowhere near it was last summer. So, like, look... For you, you may you you may have took this time, and you may have been on the right side of luck, and you was able to figure some shit out. All praises to you. You made your you made you used your pandemic wise. But the scoreboard, and again, I'm a sports nigga. The scoreboard show a different story. It don't where I'm from. Right. It don't matter. It don't matter if you. It don't matter if you went for 30 if your team lost a game. That's right. where I, that's where I'm from. It don't matter if you scored a touchdown if your niggas lost, that's where I'm from. But I'ma get off my high horse and then I'ma I'm am I'm am I'ma get off my high horse and then I'ma go I'ma go ride a panther or something. I'ma, you know, I'ma go honor a king and I get off my high horse at this point. You know. Before I get fed weekend,
0: up.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, Calvin, moving right on along. Moving um, right on along. Over on. the weekend. Over the weekend it was announced that, you know, we lost a great, we lost a legend. Um, RIP to Chadwick Boseman. Um, in the past, for the past four years, Chadwick Bozeman has been battling uh, colon cancer. And he has actually, he succumbed to his colon cancer this past weekend. Um, with that being said, and I, I don't, Calvin, you find words. Because right. there, are, there are many stops on this train and I I, feel myself getting ready to
1: ramble, so I'm going to tag you in. So, uh, again, first things first, um, rest in peace, rest in power to chat with both. Um, First things first, right? And our condolences go to his family, his wife, his friends, his team, his fans, anyone who um, has been impacted by him, our condolences go to him, first and foremost. Um, Secondly, this hurt, right? This Earth. 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 so Chadwick Boseman um, made kind of you know he's been acting since 2000 which shows you um, you know what I'm saying like it can take 10 years for your, your big break right you could be some niggas you think are overnight success like no nigga they've been putting the work for a decade, for a decade so Chadwick Boseman you know what I'm saying been um, acting since 2000 you know he's been on long episodes and all that shit his big break came in 2013 when he was deemed to play uh, Jackie Robinson in the biopic Forty Two, that was when people yeah. kind of like okay, people kind of realized who he was. Then you then you go, the next year he plays James Brown in um and Get On Up, his biopic. Okay, and so then so so it, it was a running joke that like Chadwick Bozeman will play all the great black people you know in the world, whether they're light skinned dark skinned tall, short, fat, skinny, whatever that would Bozeman would play them because he's not only played Jackie Robinson, James Brown. Um, he also in 2017, he played Thurgood Marshall, another black icon. You know what I'm saying? Um, he played, uh, his last movie that was released, the five bloods, which I now have to watch, you know what I mean? I didn't watch it because I was like, I get, I get around to it. It's on Netflix. ain't going nowhere. He played a, you know, a, a leader of, of, of a five man unit in Vietnam. again, Great historical black figure, um, and but his I guess his the role that made him a household name, right? Like you, you can have your big break and then you have your big break. It was him bringing the first black superhero to be in a superhero movie on film in Black Panther, King T'Challa. He he first became and and those who know me know I'm also a big Marvel fan big big MCU fan. So he came in um, you know, a Captain America Civil War was the first time we seen we seen him. So Vinny who filmed Captain America Civil War, then he filmed Black Panther, then he filmed the last two Avengers movies. He did all of that while fighting Colin Kimper. So yep. so to to now pivot. because we talked about who he is an actor, great actor, like just just someone who could who really embody whatever role he was in. Like When he was playing James Brown, you thought he was James Brown. When he was playing Jackie Robinson, Mm -hmm. you thought that was Jackie. But now we're talking about the man. And so he did all of that while fighting stage three and eventually stage four colon cancer. For those who are not not familiar, lasting four years of colon cancer is actually an accomplishment. It, It generally takes people out the game and won if it's not caught quickly. So, and then, and then, so he kept it close to the vest. Like only his like close team and, 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 and family knew like Spike Lee didn't know Ryan Coogler didn't know, which, um, I truly believe in this day and age with the paparazzi and leaks and TMZ, I was so glad even in the midst of my sadness that his team, was able to announce that he had passed on. We got the update from his social media page, his representative, because I still remember what TMZ did to Kobe, where right. Vanessa Bryant finds out that her husband and her child passed away the same way we find out her husband and her child passed away. That still doesn't sit right with me, but that's a different point. For At me. all. That's a different point for a different day, right? We've already talked about how it's fucked TMZ. Different point, different day. The strength strength needed to, for those who've been around someone with cancer, you you see what it does to them. The chemotherapy treatment, the radiation, the the countless surgeries, it ravishes your body. Even the cure is poisonous. That's how bad cancer is. Because chemotherapy and radiation poison your body. They literally kill all your cells to try to get the cancer out. That's how bad cancer is. There are people I know who've had cancer, like, they can't get up, out the bed every day. So not only, for you to be going through that, and then not, uh, not only get up and get out the bed every day, but go film blockbuster movies. The Marvel movies itself are very physically challenging. You have to bulk up for those movies. Imagine bulking up while you're going through chemo. Gaining weight. Bulking up and, while you're going through chemo. That don't even sound, even to sound right. For, forcing yourself to eat and weight train while you're going for chemotherapy. That don't even sound right. What's nuts?
2: So, this hit home, right? Yeah. Obviously, my mom is a, a breast cancer survivor. And every year in October, we, she takes us, her daughters that live in state. I have an older sister that still lives, lives in Stanford. But her daughters that live in state, so me and my twin sister, we go and we all get mammograms together to honor my mom, right? My mom is still living. She beat it, right? My mom has been a breast cancer survivor for Ooh, four years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been about four years. So what we do, that's, that's how we honor each other. My mom always said, loving, loving her is taking care of what she created. Honoring her is taking care of the things that she created. So we take care of ourselves. So I watched my mom fight cancer. I, watched, I held my mom's hand through her first surgery. And... Um, and all of the treatments afterward, my mom got a, my mom had a, a left mastectomy. So my mom, no, excuse me, her right breast, she got a vas- mastectomy on her right breast. And she got her left breast reduced so that it was even. And then she goes back to get an implant so that she feels holy. The thing about that is you talk about chemotherapy. My mom was able to avoid that, thank God. Um, but you talk about hormones. And all the, so when we think of cancer, we think of surgeries and chemo. We don't also think about um, the other replacement medic, like colon cancer means that there's, there's something they have to take out. They, they have to remove the cancerous portion of you. On top of that, there is something in your body genetically that is forming cancerous cells. So we have to give you medication that prevents the formation of these cells, which changes your genetic makeup which also changes your personality. He is an actor.
0: His personality is how he makes money.
2: His personality is how he makes his money. I think that when I think about Chadwick Boseman's fight and his battle, selflessly he gave his everything to his audience. Now, we can go into his body of work. We can go into how we got our first introductions. We can talk about his film and his impact and and the way that little boys and girls, uh, Black boys and girls across the land, their visions of what Black superheroes look like are forever changed because of Black Panther. Because of characters like um, Shuri, who is this technological genius. Because of, oh my God, her name is escaping me. Okoye. Oh, thank you. Okoye. So it wasn't just Black Panther. It was about... The, the black girl... It's about seeing black people on film. And the one white character that they had was an anomaly. You know what I'm saying? If they didn't even have a hire, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they hired... He was a great actor. I can't remember his name at the moment. But I think that's my point. They hired... It, it was black... It was something extremely They
1: hired black. a white person That's kind of like, all right, it was a reverse token. Like, all right, we need a one, exactly we need one like they white get, person. It was
2: a token white boy. Right. They gave us a token white boy because, you know, character development of the movie, whatever. And we kept it right on pushing. Literally, I don't even think we would have missed his character had he not been in there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I am so appreciative of the fact of what Chadwick Boseman gave us. But more than I'm appreciative of what he produced, I'm appreciative of how he handled this situation. It wasn't go see my movies because I'm dying of cancer and you never know when's my last movie because we didn't know he had cancer until he died. It was, I have a story to tell and I'm going to give my everything to tell this and to make sure that we felt represented, loved, felt, and seen. I am forever grateful for the fact that I will, we as a collective will always have a piece of him forever. Films don't die. And the stories that he was able to tell were so important.
1: That's and that's the thing. And, that's the thing right there. because it's like you. We always talk about what would you do if you had X amount of time to live, right? Like if you knew right. that your you, your time on this earth was coming to an end, what would you do? He knew that, like, right? Colon cancer, especially when it's in its advanced stages, and especially when it's stage four is the highest you can go. There ain't no stage five. You know what I mean? So. You know that, like, your time on this earth is shorter than you had intended it to be. And for him, we, again, we made jokes. Like, any famous black person go, Chadwick was going to play him. You know what I mean? We made jokes. But he was very intentional about a lot of the right. roles he chose. Because he knew yes. he had a limited amount of time and probably a limited amount of emotional energy I'm going to be very and, mindful about the roles that I play. And he chose roles was, that would tell the story of Black people in a way that that, right. w- that was respectful and honoring to the culture.
2: But even in his last role, his last movie was Viola Davis that comes out on Netflix, he's telling a Black story, a true Black story. We can look this up in history books, Black story. And it gives Black kids, you know what I'm saying? It, again, it's telling the stories that need to be told, and he spent his life giving that to us.
1: And the, and the attention to we detail... We didn't grow up like that. And, the, and also, be, and I know I'm key, the attention to detail that he showed these roles is also something I want to mention. So, for example, for when he played Jackie Robinson, he sat down with Jackie Robinson's daughter and went over pictures and went over how her fiber was to get the mannerisms right, to get the thought process behind it right. He did the same thing when he played James Brown. He went to his their like his daughters, and was like, "How is James Brown? How was James Brown?" Even going so far to like try on James Brown's clothes just to just to see how it right. fit. worked. when it comes to you know, a fictional character in 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 T'Challa and into Black Panther, he had so much thought process. Um, girl, are you typing or eating.
2: Child, <laughs> I I was. You're right. I'm going to shut up.
1: Um, he had, even in a fictional you know, character, because again, Wakanda's not real, no matter how much T.I. thinks it is. but
2: <laughs> Please, Calvin, because oh, I was going to get there.
1: Listen, we've been depressing a lot. I had to get a couple jokes in. but
2: um, Bro, I'm fucking weak, but, because baby, you cannot tell T.I. Wakanda's not real.
1: And not East Atlanta, but anyway. <laughs> um,
2: Calvin, please.
1: But, so even in a fictional character, he studied, he he took time to figure out what he wanted the dialect to be. He took time to make sure that it was an African dialect and not a Western dialect, because he, because again, if Wakanda's was this, you know, very secretive, but very technologically advanced nation, they would have never been colonized, so therefore, their ruler wouldn't need to have a Western accent. All of those, all of those things, all of that thought process goes into play. And Again, right. that's dedication to his craft. That's dedication to everything. And so, one, a couple of things I want to make sure I mention before we get into the negative that's surrounding his death is, I, I, looking back on it, I I made some jokes, but I am glad that Black people did the absolute most for Black Panther. You know, because it showed him, he got his flowers while he was here. Like there's 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 a viral video remaking around of people kind of talking to the poster, telling Chadwick about, you know, what Black Panther, what T'Challa, and what Wakanda means to them, and then him coming out... I did see that. ...and surprising them, letting them know he heard that. Like, I'm glad that's happening. I'm glad we have all of those photos of Black people absolutely doing the fucking most in the theaters on opening night. We're talking dressing... I
2: remember... Dressing up remember, like Zamunda. Actually...
1: Dressing up like...
2: Didn't... CYBP did the same thing. Yeah, like we they had a, had a huge had a, Black Panther we
1: a, opening weekend. We, we, we had a, a huge opening weekend for Black Panther, opening night, partnering with a couple of different people. Actually, I remember I didn't make that one, partly because I saw I made sure I saw Black Panther the day before because I wanted to be able to like see it before everyone and enjoy, and enjoy it, it right. And, right. and not have to be like on. You know what I'm saying? And that all, I
2: remember taking
1: going to see Black Panther a couple of different times. Yeah, I all the black taking, people, again, all the black people I know, I, think I saw
2: Black Panther in theaters like three times. All the black people like, I honestly, know
1: saw Black Panther at least more than once, at least twice. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that. Oh
2: yeah, we went. We I showed out. I I, absolutely
1: I I'm out glad for that one. I'm glad that he was able to get the flowers publicly and while he was it. You know what I'm saying? Like. It wasn't. He wasn't a an underrated actor by any means. He wasn't an unsung hero. We sang his praises, um, right? Even the, okay. Even when, and I'm gonna transition into kind of some of the negatives. Even when he was, you know, he looked tired of of, 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 of throwing up the Wakanda salute because everyone made him do it all the time. You know, a on 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 a, on on the interview with that radio show we don't mention, he said like, "Nah, that's a salute." Like. As long as you're not trying to have me, like, you know, tap dance for you and do it, like, do that little Wakanda thing, I'll do it. It's a salute. It is what it is. He corrected. Even the salute was playing down because it's right over left, because that's how African kings and princes were buried. And because it shows honor. And, like, right. we made fun of him for looking tired of it because we were like, I would be tired of it if everywhere I go, you asked me to throw up a, a, a salute from a fake movie. But that was just him, probably real life being tired. Like he did all the press runs for all of these movies and the award shows, while doing—it's just a lot. And I think so. Speaking of which, go ahead. Speaking
2: of which, right? Mm -hmm. Because and this is and I'm I am guilty of this too. So I'm not going to get on my soapbox about this. We're not graceful about people and their weight fluctuation. Because when we noticed started when pictures of Chadwick started surfacing of him looking a lot smaller, a lot tinier, we had jokes like, y'all put the crack down, what is in them Hollywood heels, you know what I'm saying? Crack Panther was trending for a minute. Like yeah, he, we to, he, not... to, he
1: actually had to deactivate, he deactivated his Instagram for a bit. Yes.
2: And then come to and then finding out on the back end that he was fighting cancer, he was actually sick and we made jokes about that not knowing. We can't sit here and talk about treating each other kindness with kindness. And this is a criticism of myself, right? Because the kikis were cute until I realized that I actually hurt somebody. I was talking about somebody who had cancer. And we talk a lot about you never know what battle somebody is actually fighting. And this rings true as fuck right now. We literally had no idea he was actually sick and gave this man nothing but jokes when we're watching him wither away in front of us and the only thing he's trying to do is give us his all. We were fucking terrible people for that. And when I say we, me included, because I was like, damn, he doesn't look good. Like, I didn't make jokes about that. I didn't, I, I did not, I was not a part of like the cracking of the joke. But, I wasn't necessarily as graceful about that as I could have been.
1: Yeah, we. So continue. I'm not gonna. You know I'm not gonna
2: continue. avoid accountability, right?
1: Even if you did make the jokes, I mean, some of them probably were funny and we laughed. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it's like, right? You, you, but
2: at the same time, we can't sit here and talk about okay, treating people with grace and and you meeting people where they are and you never know what silent battles people are battling. Treat people with kindness, and then when it when it comes to the internet or the interwebs or when being kind isn't on the forefront of your mind and treating people with grace isn't automatic or reflex for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, G- that you gener- get a pass for gener- being shitty.
1: Generally, people who have to be reminded to treat people with kindness and respect are terrible people. Like, generally, if it takes a celebrity's death to be like, hey, you never know what someone's going through, like, you're, you're probably a shitty person. Like, I'm gonna keep it a buck.
2: I mean, we all have shitty moments, though. But, like, uh, for instance, like, this was a shitty moment for me because I don't necessarily recall cracking jokes myself, but I made kikied on the timeline when it surfaced. And so that's not okay, I, and I'm gonna take my L for that. Like I, we all got to hold it.
1: I remember we we're not
2: graceful, we weren't con.
1: I re- and also I think one thing with 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 Padwick specifically is I thought he was getting skinny for a role because a lot of actors their weight fluctuates fluctuate based off the of parts that they're doing. They'll bulk up, they'll I get skinny. So too. And, I have, and, so, I and, so, and so, you know, you, you just, oh, oh he, he, he's getting skinny for a role. And then you realize, like, no, he's just getting skinny because he's, he's, he's only, I don't even want to say he's losing his battle of cancer because he can't, he can't beat cancer's ass. You beat cancer's ass in the way you live. He just eventually succumbed right. to it. But, you know, that's another thing. But also a couple things. One, and I got to say this before I forget. That's kind of why I'm trying to, like, make sure I say it. One, we did all of that 72 hours ago talking about be kind, make sure you never know what people are going through. And on the timeline today, I see the same jokes about people's weight gain, people's hair loss, right. people, you know what I'm saying? So it's, like, it's one of those things like, I mean, we talk about performative all the time. It was like, Sam, like you, you would just, you never know what someone's going through 72 hours ago and now it's back <laughs> to jokes because,
2: can I be real? Can I be honest? Yes. All right, friend. Because I'm not shit. And I'm going to go ahead and call myself out. Right? Pictures of Audrey O'Day, an ex-member of Danity Kane, surface, and she is significantly larger than she was when she first debuted on MTV's Making the Band when it came for the Des- Danity Kane season. The bitch got fat. And I would be a lot more graceful, right? Because I also believe that kindness begets kindness, Grace and, and mercy begets grace and mercy, okay? Uh, Aubrey Day was a bitch. And not only was she a bitch, she was extremely mean. There are rumors of her mishandling fans, rumors of her being a complete shitty, uh, an entire diva with no accolades. She also willingly had sex with Trump. There's something to be said about wanting to be handled in the Handling people the way you want to be handled.
1: Right, right, right. I, did, so I didn't So if that you part, want to be yeah.
2: treated with grace, right, if you want to be treated and handled with grace, you need to be giving that as well. And a lot of times, you we don't. So when I know personally, and I, my, I had this, I came up with this theory in high school. I only tease people who have teased me. I only flame up the people who have flamed up me. I only give you what you've given me. Because honestly, I talk a lot of... It's nine times out of 10 unprovoked. There is a couple of times where it is a 10 where, bitch, I just felt like talking cash shit. So that's what the fuck came out of my mouth. But it's never to the point where I'm bringing somebody down. I'm degrading somebody. I'm putting anybody in a position to make them feel less than themselves unless you came for me. Then all bets are off. But like I said, Chadwick, back to our point, though, you're absolutely right we we a lot of people kindness and, and their treatment of people is performative because the moment you have the opportunity to actually put into practice what you're preaching you don't and we see you we see you
1: yeah it's and, and that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at with it and it's like you know you, you know it's just it's frustrating right it's frustrating for a lot of reasons right. i think i think it hit me because all it seems like all of our black heroes are dying Early, like Chadwick died at 43, Kobe died at 41, Pop Smoke died at 20, Juice World died at 20. Like, it's rare that we even get the John Witherspoon situation where John Witherspoon was in his 80s. It's rare that our heroes get to be 80. You know, and I guess guess what it, what it, what fucks with me because it's like, it always, it always feels terrible when it's like you're when your heroes die early, but your adversaries seem like they just getting stronger. Better. And I'm just like, I, yeah. out of all the niggas that you kill in the 2020, there's one nigga that, I, that is still living, that is chilling, making decisions of importance. I can't say if I can't say everything because I don't want to be put on the FBI watch list, but there's one motherfucker who is out here still living and breathing and making our lives a living hell. And I'm just like, you just... I, I'll I'll give you a roadmap to him. He's not hard to find. At all. But you, I think that it, it, was, it was just like, man, that hit because... Not, it hit just because it was like another just blow of 2020. Honestly, I'm going to leave... You know, there is something... I'm going to leave Miss September alone because we told every month since March, you better come in here and act like you got some sense. And every month since March, they came in and got buck with niggas. So I'm going to just leave Miss September alone. The only alone. thing I asked for Miss it.
2: September, girl. She got it. Listen, Miss September, girl. Do what you're going to do. Just do it quietly and as with at least the least amount of pain as possible. Grab the lube out my top drawer if you need to. Just whatever you finna do, gently, please. I really, and what's crazy, Calvin, is like, this brings me to like my last point: the collective grieving of Black people feels like it's been constant. Even if we're talking about anything from January, Chadwick, right from January all the way until September, the fact that we've only had twelve days of cops not putting bullets in people unarmed and unwarranted, from you know losing our superheroes from Kobe all the way to Chadwick, you know what I'm saying. Losing just the collective fucking grieving of black people constantly having to process trauma, constantly yeah, having to... It, how can I ask you to be supportive of me right now when we're all collectively going and grieving and harboring so much fucking pain? Everybody is in so much pain. and it's like, So I can't say... It, it's almost just like I feel selfish for saying... I, I need help. It's almost like, Right. I need help when I know that the same help I'm asking you for, you need for yourself.
1: And it's not only, it's not only just this collective pain. I think I said earlier, it feels like every day a black man's death is a trending topic or the main storyline and it's unavoidable, right? Like every day it's like, well, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's somebody getting shot by police or somebody dying in a helicopter crash, somebody dying right. of cancer is like, Today's trending story: Another black man died today, and they're just like, okay, come on. But it's not only just that, you know. But it's also, it's also like we can't even grieve together because of the pandemic. Like we're grieving right. in isolation. Like I saw the tweet that was that was prominent. It was like, man, all this grief, and we can't even hug. Like you can't even hug your niggas right yes. now because pandemic. Yes,
2: all this fucking grief, and I can't even just wrap my arms around because that literally puts you in in more danger. It does more harm than good. But understand, like, and and what's sad to me, Calvin, is that, and I, I had to catch myself because I got numb. I, I, I recognize that I am numb, and it's not, it's not healthy. Chadwick's death, I think, I processed in an hour. That's bad, and it, it's literally like it hit me and came and went. Like, the emotion was fleeting. Like, if you pulled up a picture of Chadwick to me right now, I'd be like, damn, he's gone. All right. That's not how that should work. That's not, that's not tragedy. That's not proper grieving of somebody that you were revered, that you revered and you respected. That's not how that's supposed to work. I
1: I saw a story. For
2: instance, even with the James, excuse me, the Jacob.
1: Blake, Jacob Blake. Oh, my God. the
2: Jacob Blake situation. i realized that I am very numb to black death. I am very, very numb to it. Because I saw the trending topic. It pissed me off. And I was just like, well, another day in the neighborhood. Let me go to work. Let me go clock in. Like, damn, damn, I I got a meeting
1: at 3.30 right now. Fuck. Shit. You know what I mean?
2: (laughs) Like, damn. And it's, yeah, like, okay, well, shit. All right, well, damn, that sucks. It's time for me to go make the schedule for next week. That's not healthy.
1: Like, fam, I'm over here grieving about another black man getting shot or another black person getting shot or someone else dying. You asking me about deliverables and campaigns. Like, girl, fuck you. You know
2: what I mean? Girl, fuck you. And I cannot tell you, girl, fuck you, because to be honest, you won't get it. You won't get it. You really, really won't yeah, get it. Yeah, it's just... When I come to think of it, the last time that I processed black trauma, like, really, really processed, like, really let allowed it to sit with me and for me to, like, grieve it, grieve it, for real, for real, was Mike Brown. That was the last time I think I really grieve trauma. Breonna Taylor, I'm sorry, I'm lying. Breonna Taylor hit me like a ton of bricks. And all of, oh my goodness, Toyin. Because I don't want to, I'm going to call her by her nickname, not to be disrespectful and not to butcher her name. But Toyin hit me like a ton of bricks because she was doing, she was on the front line fighting for the same men who put her directly in harm's way. That hit me like a ton of bricks. But processing black trauma has become so normal to me that in order for me to take this in, receive it, and then continue to, have a, a, continue to have a productive day, I have to just black it out until I'm able to get back to it. But because the time, the sense of time, the one thing about the pandemic, a side effect of this pandemic, is that the sen- my sense of time is worked. It's already in my head I'm still living in last week. Time has been moving so fast. And it's ironic to me because the month of August felt so long. And then I blinked and September was here. And I'm like, what did I do in August? I can't tell you what my August productivity was. I can't tell you what I did in August. That's wild to me. My concept of time is non-existent. I don't know what today is. If I didn't have to pay my rent today, you couldn't tell me today was September 1st. Because in my head, I'm still living in the second weekend of March, getting ready for another, getting ready for a shoot your shot event. I'm still there.
1: Man, I like...
2: Because that was the last time my life had any resemblance to normal. uh, And then you add all of the traumatic shit I've had to process, we've had to process in the past six months. I think I aged about a couple of years.
1: Like, and I think so. One final thing that before we, we, we gracefully move on, even with everything that's impacting me, I think about I really feel bad for, like, the children who are growing up in this time, right? Like, yes. like first and foremost, I feel bad for the children whose parents wanted to tell them about chat, Black Panther dying to get some clicks. Because, like, you, how dare you traumatize your kid for clout? Like, this is bullshit to me. But I, but I read something where, you know, I don't even know if a tweet was real or not. Because, you know, niggas be making up tweets now. But it was like, this, what you know, niggas be making up stories for clout on the internet all the time. But um <sighs> Y'all but, annoying. But I don't. But I hope this is. I don't hope this is real. But I don't think he would lie about this. I was like he was like his son's eight, and so when he told him about Chadwick's passing, the 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 the, the son, the eight year old son, was like, "What happened, Daddy? Did he did he did he die from coronavirus, or did or did a police shoot him?" And it's like, "What, like, wow." Nigga, how was that your reaction at eight? Like, what, what, what type of fucked what up kids are we, are, we, are we allowing what to be? What world? Come on, man. Like, that shit, nigga, we talking about shit that hit, nigga, that shit hit me. where I tell you that one of your, 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 your hero dies in the first two kids, like, did he, did he get corona or did the police shoot him? Like, how is right. this what we're doing right now, fam? Like, what the fuck? And it's like, all this grieving, you know what I'm saying, you, 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 you get you you try to get over it, you move on, you, just, you, you don't even get over it, you just kind of like, tuck it, the same way, kiddo, fake clean up his room before you get home, it's like, oh, fuck, I'm just gonna put all this shit in the closet, right. fuck it, I ain't got time to actually clean it, but I'm just gonna hide it somewhere and hope no one sees this shit. And it's like, fam, like, it's, we know it's not healthy. I mean, I've gone like I've I had to re you know go back to my therapist because I it was like fam the way I'm living right now is not healthy. Like going several mm-hmm. days without human interaction beside whoever's taking your order is not healthy. Like it's not healthy, and I think the I think the fucked up thing right now is like there's not really an end in sight. You know what I mean? Like there's no there's no real evidence that the pandemic's slowing down. There's no real evidence that System, the systemic racism and police brutality is slowing down. You know, like, damn, racism was gonna fuck around in the NBA bubble before the pandemic did because, because they're trying to do all of this stuff and it's like, this still killing us. And it was like, it was just, man, you know what? I'm gonna get my little positive note early. A positive note early is this being alive and being joyful is an act of rebellion and protest right now. If you are able to continue to have a smile to, to have joy to live your life, you are you are actively protesting right now. It's an act of defiance. because this shit is supposed to break it is supposed to like break us mentally. And honestly, it's cl- it 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 is doing a damn good job for some of us, right? It's doing a damn good job the point where i'm to, to be honest I'm, st- I'm gonna stop telling niggas about my day like i'm like how you doing i'm hanging in there i'm not even i ain't even gonna give niggas that no more like how was your day it was fine no matter no matter if my day was fine or not it was fine because i'm at this point my mental health is probably affecting other people and i don't want to and i don't want to be the burden to them even if you know what i'm saying i had a bad day at this point it's, it's fine you know what? It's, it's whatever Uh because everybody going through some shit right now. So it's like, fam, like, it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not right. But being alive is an act of defiance. Keep defying. Keep protesting.
0: I
2: I agree. Smile. Fine. I, I think that this, this pandemic has taught me one thing. It is to truly, and I, th- I tweeted about this the other day, I had to train myself to stop waiting for the other shoe to drop. Tragedy is inevitable. If this year has not proven us anything, tragedy is going to happen. I don't have to just say I'm going to find happy moments in between tragedy. No. Stop waiting for that other shoe to drop. Just go live. And when tragedy does strike, you'll be prepared and you'll be full for yourself. And you'll be as healed and as whole as possible in order to handle it. But if you're constantly processing trauma to am- anticipate more trauma, you're not doing yourself any favor.
1: You're, you're 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 prepaying on some uh, on a death that's not even due. Like if you like worrying exactly. worrying is pre-punishing yourself for shit that ain't happened yet.
2: Exactly. So what I'm telling you guys is to responsibly go live. Responsibly. And whatever I can't tell you what shape Right, don't be dumb. Don't be a dumbass about it. But go live a look. Literally. If you want to go, go apply for that fucking job, go ask that text him back. Do something. Send that, that makes nigga a new, man. Good.
1: When it, send that nigga some Listen, titties. I
2: send my titties. A- if you tell me today is the last day on earth, I'm sending my titties to I'm gonna send my titties across the world. Hey guys, these getting ready to be buried in the next 24 hours. Here you go. I'm telling you. Like, I might even just bust... I'm going to open up OnlyFans to bust it wide open, put the money that I'm making OnlyFans in my son's account, and die. Like,
1: well, if that's uh, if this is my well, last I day. I don't know how solvent that plan is, friend. Because, like, bitches out here scamming you know the OnlyFans. I don't know how...
2: Would you like to segue? That's oh, a perfect cou- segue. Listen, would you se- like to get into it, Captain?
1: Segway King. <laughs> <laughs> Segway King. So... In, in another entry in how white women are ruining everything. <laughs> Listen, when in doubt, a white woman going to ruin some shit. Boy, I'll tell you that much. So, Bella Thorne. Bro, I'm
2: fucking weak.
1: Calvin. Bella Thorne.
2: When in doubt, white women going to ruin it. I'm fucking okay. dead. Uh, if you would have known the kind of day I've had, you'd understand why that's funny.
1: Man, the day I've had. But again, I've had a great day. I've had a great day. I I've, I've had a great day. Even if it's terrible, it's great. No, my day was a little shitty. <laughs> listen, but white woman ruin everything. So Bella Thorne, do I know why Bella Thorne's famous? No. Do I know what she's acted in in no. her past? Absolutely fucking not. But no. I do know she's famous do I enough. Care? Absolutely fucking not. But I do know she's famous enough to have millions of followers on Instagram and apparently make two million dollars in a week off OnlyFans. But plot twist: this bitch is scamming and let's explain how she does it. So, for How he
2: explains the scams?
1: I'm multifaceted, friend. I can explain the scams. I can explain <laughs> the sports. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Trapper or a rapper, you leave me alone? So...
2: I... This nigga signed a 360 deal. I'm we'll not Cla- to that later. I,
1: I'm not Chloe and Haley. Um, anyway... I'm
2: actually really disappointed,
1: but it... Re- mm. This mm. year
2: has taught me anything. It's taught me that my faves are not who I think they are. And I...
1: Mm. anyway anyway so bella Thorne. so bella Thorne made two million in only fans off a week and so she, she bragged about not not getting new to do it but here's how she do it the so only fans operates under a paywall paywall structure meaning you gotta pay to play and and, and truth be told i mean right. I, I, from a creator side i understand it you give a nigga a free trial he he screen record all your shit and then and then sell it and then or then put it on the internet for free. You're losing out on money. So I understand that. I I think there should be some sort of like try before you buy but but I, I get it, right? So so she already charged an exorbitant amount of money to get these people her subscription model, right? And then how much
2: was the subscription, do you know?
1: Um, I mean, it varies, but I'm assuming for her it's probably, like, anywhere from 20 to 30 Like, generally...
2: Oh,
1: this is high-paid pussy, okay. And then, but wait, there's more. Um, uh-huh. So then, what she does is, for all her subscribers, she sends them a $200 pay-per-view message. So basically what that is, is, like, you have to agree to pay $200 to Bella Thorne, whoever, before you can see this message so that's kind of a way how only fans workers kind of get you know exclusive content to their high-paying members or if you want to see like some freaky shit like you want to see her like suck some dick or like whatever whatever your flavor is we don't kink shame here on the shoot your shot podcast you you we gotta do not you gotta pay a little extra than a subscription in order to get in order to get what you want cool so on, so Bella Thorne sends out two hundred dollar pay per view message to all of her subscribers, and say, and says like it's a nude photo of her, and there's a screenshot of, of her saying like, is it like he was like because dude, dude was like for two hundred dollars like how how nude am I getting and he and he, and, and he was like and she was like no clothes nude no. so again niggas. Niggas, and I say niggas, but it's really white people because I don't know no niggas paying no $200 for Bella Thorne, but her subscribers... I mean, t- there's Terry Crews. He not a nigga. He a coon. There's a difference. I mean, there. one of
2: these days, Calvin, we gonna talk about black incels, but go ahead, and Cook.
1: Right after we talk about white ones. Anyway, back to my point. So niggas click on the link expecting to see new Bella Thorne and she ain't naked. It's a lingerie photo. She ain't naked. So what happened?
2: Listen, she didn't say nude. She said no clothes.
1: Sam. right. Listen, you're not about to give me the... Because
2: you got mad quiet. And...
1: You're not about to give me the <laughs> side with Bella Thorne on this one. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you and her. Anyway, back to my point. <laughs> so, niggas felt scammed. And they started hitting I up. mean... You feel me? Like, so then they started hitting up OnlyFans, like, requesting their money back. Like, getting charged back, disputing the charge on the credit card, all that type of shit. And so many people did this, and actually they have a legitimate great, because you say naked and you say no clothes, and there's clearly clothes on you. That's, you are out here lying on your product. That is a refund, right? Right. I mean, we could talk. That is a refund. Like you tell me, I'm gonna get one thing. I get, and you don't give me what I paid for. I am entitled to a refund of my money. You know what I mean? So, it's so, like so, absolutely. So, you know what I'm saying? Again, that's business economics. So, so many people started, you know, requesting chargebacks and requesting their money back. But OnlyFans changed their their subscription their their model, their business model, because they they didn't want to be on hook for. Paying back potentially $2 million of, of money that they had already counted. So, what they did. So, well, bro, go, ahead. so be, go ahead. So, what they I'm did. I'm doing the math. So, what they did. So, it used to be where OnlyFans would get for bank payouts weekly. So, if you, if you reach a certain threshold to be able to get paid out, you get paid out weekly. Because of the situation, right. it's, it's changed now to 30 days because, again, Bella Thorne was scheduled to make that $2 million payout this week, you know what I mean? So, but they would have paid her out 2 million and then all the refunds would have hit and then they would have been out. So, they so they say, they changed it to monthly. And secondly, they capped the PPV messaging or how much uh, one individual uh, subscriber can tip at like $100 now instead of 50. Or I think it might have been at 50. And, and you got to understand, only fans take a 20% cut. So before the scam came public, we were going to a subject on OnlyFans income and how, like, it's not exactly being a SoundCloud rapper because there is some, some more money into it, but uh, uh, but OnlyFans does have a one percent. So okay, so because again, because I really was wondering and I ha- I'm curious by nature, and so when I see when I see the girls putting up their top percentage points in their bio, like, I'm top 25%, I'm top 23%, I'm top 0.1%, I'm top 6%, whatever of OnlyFans creators. Calvin has questions. I have questions. Because I'm like,
0: how many Calvin
1: has questions.
0: How
2: many OnlyFans creators are there for everyone I see to be in the top
1: 25%? (laughs) Again. How does this work? I'm not hating. Sex work is the oldest profession in the book, so I'm not hating on on what they're doing. I have questions about math so i did some digging i did some research because again ain't of shit, course you did ain't shit else to do in this pandemic so you know what
2: calvin the capricorn and you be stepping okay because this is nothing i would have actually invested real time on but i appreciate you
1: Sam, listen i i i am weird in a way that like I, if i find time if a, if the thought hits me and i have time right then and there I will research the fuck out of some shit, but if if if, if, if that thought hits me and I either don't have time or I don't feel like acting on it, I will never do it. It's really weird. Like it's yeah,
2: got- I just that, that Capricorn and you be stepping, honey. Because the one thing about Calvin, he gonna do the math.
1: Because I got questions. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, cool, bet. <laughs> so. OnlyFans has a 20% cut of everything that is made on their site. So we talk right. about pimps. OnlyFans is a pimp. They're, you know what I'm saying? They're like, we, we, got the, we got the software, we got the, you know what I'm saying? Like, you going to give us our money off time. So OnlyFans takes a 20% cut of everything. And so...
2: So Shorty makes $2 million. She banked $2 million. OnlyFans takes 20%.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Off the dribble. She still made off. Yeah. That two million probably was like, one point six, but still one point six. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still a lot of money in a week. So, um, but also, right. Only like we're talking, we're, so we're talking, we're talking opportunity cost as well. So the average OnlyFans worker, again, this is Googleable, makes about three to six hundred a week, and that's like the average. It's like the that's like the that's the average of all workers. But that number is skewed because. The top like one percent is cashing the fuck out. So like, it's, so it's really similar to what our US economy works. So if a US account, so if someone says like, oh yeah, the average income in the United States is about 65, 50, thousand know, dollars is being skewed because all the billionaires are being counted in that average. So the real average is a lot lower. Same way applies here. Like mm-hmm. the top but top one percent cashing the fuck out thousands of thousands of dollars a week literally their career but that's skews the numbers so where like the median so the median is different than the average the average is how many people make and you divide it by the median is basically like right who is in the middle of this curve the middle of the curve is probably making someone closer to like one to two hundred bucks a month and that's right. before only takes a 20 percent cut so now you're down to someone who's making probably 80 to 160 of them. But then you got to also factor in how much time they are doing in their content. Like, are they, you know what I'm saying? Because they got to find lang- angles, lighting. How, how intense are we doing? Are we doing something professional? You know what I'm saying? Are they just doing it off their cell phone? Like, all types of shit. So, like, a lot of these girls unfortunately, like, once you counter in expenses and time, are making, like, you know, minimum wage. Because, like, if you, for, for example, if you say, if you, you know, take five hours a week for your content, I don't know, I don't know what, how many, you know, but five hours a week to, like, take pictures, edit them, make, make sure they look good, filters, filming, whatever the case may be. And you make it about 80 bucks. You know, that's the, 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 the return on your investment, you, you sometimes you have to question. Which is why, right. which is why, going back to the original point, what Bella Thorne did was so fucked up. Because imagine at your company, Alex, right now at your job, you get paid biweekly, weekly, monthly. Like how often you get paid?
2: I get paid biweekly plus commission.
1: All right, so boom. So imagine out of nowhere, your manager hits you like, "Yeah, you know how we used to get paid about biweekly. We actually gonna pay you monthly now. You only get gonna get one check a month too. You cool with that?"
2: Uh, no, my niggas, fuck my dick.
1: <laughs> exactly, because now you've, had, you've already had your bill structured in a certain way, accommodating for two paychecks, and now you're telling me I only got one paycheck, and I, got that make, I gotta make it enough, like Smokey Mother. That's, that's gonna cause issues. That applies to the OnlyFans girls. They used, to get pay, they used to get paid out weekly, so whatever you made in that week, you knew it was gonna be in your account in a week. Now it's going to be in your account in a month. And a, and a lot more... All because more-
2: this white woman...
1: Want to come and fuck up some shit?
2: Well, you and, know what?
1: And not only All that, not cool. only that, but there's also an extra point. So you know that that's also fucked up because you know a lot more people have turned to OnlyFans in the middle of a pandemic because their nine to five has let them go. But also now they put a cap on how much somebody can tip. So instead of maybe getting a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars for a really explicit video or something personal, you're your cap is now hundred, so and so the, the 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 calculus of the money changes. Like, do you really want to be out here doing some shit you would do for two hundred for one hundred? Again, price of the brick. So instead of saying like, look, Alex, your percentage of commission—you usually make thirty percent of your sales, thirty uh, percent of whatever you sales commission. All right, we're gonna we're gonna hack that to fifteen. You cool with that? No, hell no. again, this white
0: right woman came and fucked right. some shit up.
2: Well, you know what? I think also, this is, and it's far far be it from me to, far be it from me to take up or cape for white women. Y'all know that's not even me. But I have to think about this, right? When I think about sex workers and what's fair, of course, she fucked up the price of the brick. She absolutely did. And there is absolutely something to say about the way rich women, rich people, I read okay. I'm gonna say rich people, please, because it applies. But please understand that I'm directing this towards white women and how they exploit poor people often, and white women are often on the forefront forefront of exploitation. Period, especially when it comes to underprivileged black and brown folks. Not even underprivileged. Y'all get what I'm trying to say? Listen, rich she rich
1: busted. rich people. She rich people. Coming into a game that poor middle-class people designed in order to make ends meet and fucking up the brick is wild.
2: That. And also, she exploited a loophole that OnlyFans had. And that loophole was making, making sure that p- women were, were making ends meet and putting themselves in better positions. So, but also, OnlyFans taking 20% out of $100 is still no money. So. I just, 20% out of every $100 is still no money. And then on top of the, on top of that, and I wonder, okay, so, and I guess this is my second thing, is the money that they're taking, is, okay, so is the money that they're taking, right, is it 20% off of every sale or 20% off the total income made?
1: No, so put it like this. Because
2: that also changes the game, too.
1: All right, so, so what they do. Is at the end of whatever week, however much is a it's, it's like it's like it's almost like a process fee how they take it. So it's pretty much however much you getting cashed out, it's, it's similar to a strip club. However much you getting cashed out at the end of your shift, at the end of a week, we need 20% off top. So just like, just like, okay, in a, so just it like in a strip at club, the
2: end of that week,
1: at the end of it, just like that strip club, it's like, hey, what you what you make, what you cash out, we're gonna need our cut. That's how right, it.
2: but I guess this is my question. If you're now paying these girls monthly, which is their right to do, this is, the, this is like their Patreon or their platform. Our, we have three different streaming platforms for our podcast. If Apple Music came to us just like, hey, whatever y'all revenue stream from streams for this month, we were you getting used to getting cashed out on this date? It's not going to be this date. Then you guys can only tax those girls once a month instead of once a week now you can't keep taxing them weekly for monthly pay oh, that's
1: no. bullshit oh they, they, they're they not they're not but also okay so, yeah so they're not it's not like a tax they gotta pay it's more so whatever you make we take our 20 off top if you make zero if you make zero dollars they take zero dollars you feel me so it's not like you gotta pay that in every week no it's more so it's like um you know what i'm saying whatever whatever you make we get that 20 off top and so yeah, they're, they are taking a sacrifice because, again, they can only tax the girls once a month instead of once a week. But they, but that 30-day period allows them to kind of reconcile any refunds, chargebacks, disputes of accounts. So that way they know whatever we pay you at the end of that month, we know you've earned. Instead of, like, we pay you $2 million and then, nigga, a million of that is getting refunded because you scamming.
2: Right.
1: So that's right. kind of a, that's kind of, at the end of the day, it's like a couple, the moral of the story is twofold. One, white women ruin everything. <laughs> that's the first moral of the story. The second moral of the story is I think a lot of times people just assume that doing an OnlyFans is TV work, like, when in doubt I'm going to make an OnlyFans, like, oh man, I'm been thinking I'm going to make an OnlyFans. Like, it's not. And I think I'm not, I wasn't going through the math of shit on the OnlyFans creators. We know some OnlyFans creators who are actually doing pretty well.
2: We absolutely do.
1: But it's more so, it's like, it's for the people who just think, oh, I can just make an OnlyFans. It ain't shit. No, fam, it's a lot of work. No. And if you're not in the top, top tier, you honestly probably losing money because of the time you're putting in. And the third thing, there's three things. And the third thing, and you're going to like this because I'm actually shitting niggas right now you niggas any nigger who can can be controlled by his horniness is a liability any man yep. go- is a liability so, because See, no
2: I'm glad you said it because when I tell these niggas that they're more they're too horny for their own good all of a sudden I'm man bashing
1: but here's the thing like you you can be mad you can be a man basher but you right on this one and I I'm never going to bash you when it's, when, it's, when it's actual validity. You feel I me? Mean? You know me. If it's, if it's something I'm like, yeah, 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 that makes sense. I'll let you have it. Even if, you co- even if it comes off crazy, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So, like, yeah, you niggas who can't control your horniness are liabilities to yourself. Because there's no, again, no, there's no reason that you should be paying $200 for a naked picture of Bella Thorne, fancy You don't slap like that. So, she does not slap like that. It's just the same way. The same horniness is a liability that got the nigga off from the Seahawks, kicked off a team because he wanted to sneak in his girlfriend, his ugly ass girlfriend. I'm sorry, we're, we're trying to be kind. His white ass girlfriend.
2: That
1: was not nice. I, 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 I had to catch myself. You know what I'm saying? Like we're trying to be kind. His white ass girlfriend into into, into training camp. You niggas who can't control your horniness are liability. And and that's what I'm seeing here. Is like, fam, she made two million off a week because she sold you niggas a dream and you bought it because you were horny, nigga. Like, let's be honest with ourselves here. Yes, she sca- yes she scammed the game. She fucked up the rules. She fucked up the game. But also, you niggas let her fuck up the game. I've been watching Ocean's 11, <laughs> Ocean's 12, and Ocean's 13 the last, uh, last couple days. You niggas, you niggas let the robber into the bank. You niggas let the robber into the casino and they got mad and stole some shit. Like, be more stringent about your desires. It's okay to be attracted to bella Thorns of the world. It's okay to miss your girlfriend and wish you could sneak her into the training camp so you can get a little son. It's okay to 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 be horny, but you cannot allow your horniness to control you because that's how you niggas make stupid ass mistakes from as big as, as getting kicked off a fucking team to as small as texting that bitch back. You have no business texting. You niggas cannot let cornyness control your emotions and control your desires and control your decisions. When in doubt, masturbate. Just masturbate. And let that post-nut clarity give you guidance. If you masturbate and you still want to see her, cool, text her. If you masturbate and you still want to spend $200 on Bella Thorne, cool, go ahead. If you masturbate and you still want to sneak your white-ass girlfriend in the training camp, be my guest but masturbate first and have that post-nut clarity to be able to make a proper decision. God damn you. You are pissed. I'm mad as hell because I'm mad. I'm, with, I'm mad, I'm mad, I, I'm mad as hell because when niggas make, when men make men look bad, I'm mad as shit. I will be mad a lot because I'm like, fam, it's not even a typical shit that like we can argue about about how we see two different things. When you niggas become suckers, I'm mad as fuck. You know I-
2: I can okay. Can I be honest? Can I really be honest? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) As finesseful, as as finesseful as I am, it actually does not I don't take pride in finessing suckers. Like if you a sucker ass nigga, I don't take pride in finessing you because it's easy win for me. I know I can finesse you. I know what I'm doing when I'm talking to these niggas. I know exactly what I'm doing. There's never, there's no ounce of me that has never been unsure about my ability to get what I want out of these niggas. The clown, like these sucker-ass niggas, no, I don't even touch them because it's not a challenge for me. And I don't take pride on finessing the weak. I really, really don't. So when I see weak-ass niggas get preyed upon, not even preyed upon, when I see sucker-ass niggas fall for sucker-ass shit, I'm like, yeah, it reads. But I know for a fact I'm not going after low-hanging fruit because you niggas, it's not a confidence booster to me. I don't get off on, on finessing niggas that are easy targets, bro. Like, and
1: you know who they fruit. are. Low-hanging like, fruit is easy to get, but it doesn't taste as good. You know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. It, nigga, does, not niggas, niggas it does not niggas understand. Niggas understand the low-hanging fruit thing when it slip too. Like, fam, think about it. Hey, all about real niggas, you know there's a girl right now that you can hit up. Even in the middle of a pandemic, you can hit up and say, what you doing? I'm trying to slide through. And she would let you. Off the drip, no questions asked. You ain't gotta ask her how her day off is. The you ain't gotta ask her what, how how was work. You ain't even gotta really give a fuck. You ain't even gotta say what you doing. You say WYD with the I with the eye emojis, and she's like, "Come through." You every nigga, every real nigga got one of those. But you know why every nigga don't hit that one person all the time? It's because you get tired it's of too fucking easy. her. You get tired of fucking her. It and you easy. you want better for her than she wants for herself. Because you're like, damn, I really wish this woman cared more about herself so she wouldn't let me continue to do this and bullshit.
2: What's, I'm nuts. Doing. what's nuts is that, and you know that. And that shit applies to me too. I'll be real with you. I don't go after Nick. Like when I was when I was on my big scamming, like my not scamming. When I was on my big finesse and shit, I've never scammed. Finessing a couple niggas, absolutely. But I never I never. I got really good at convincing niggas to do the shit I wanted to do and making it them feel like it was their idea. I got really good at that shit. But I never preyed upon men that had like, that I knew for a fact wasn't about this life. Like, I only really fucked over niggas that I knew were part of the game. Like you belong to the game. And you're playing this the same <laughs> exact same way, if not is, better than
1: I am. Who the fuck you think so you are, Omar? That. I only robbed drug dealers. Only, who the fuck you think you are? Omar, Omar Yeah, Allen?
2: like when I used to steal, absolutely. When I used to shoplift, it was only from department stores. I didn't steal from local businesses, and that's because I needed to put clothes on Braylon's back. Bro, your girl has been around the block, okay? But I only stole from your Macy's, JCPenney's dealers, people who literally had insurance to cover whatever it was that I was taking from them. I didn't steal from local businesses. I didn't take from people who honestly needed that. I wasn't doing that. If I'm going to finesse, I'm going for the big fish, bro. I'm going to hit a nigga who not going to miss this little couple hundred, a couple thousand. I was not going to finesse a nigga who I know needs that. I'm going oh, to rock, like, so. Bro, so, no. so, ladies, so
1: ladies, so ladies, so ladies, so ladies, let me tell you something. Um, couple things. Whenever a nigga tells you that you deserve better than him, he is not running game. He is, he is He's not honest. fucking
2: lying to you, girl.
1: He's like, you Believe know... leave
2: that nigga and get the fuck Because he's, Because
1: he's Literally. like, man, you just are better than me. Because he, he honestly is tired of him being allowed to get away with the bullshit that he's getting away with. And he wants you to do better because it's no longer a challenge to him. See, honestly, it's a fucked up thing because people ask all the time, like, how come people just don't go after the people who just want who just want what they want, who are willing to give it up? Because niggas like challenges. And why say niggas? This is truly gender neutral. People like challenges. That's the reason I could play on easy mode all day, but I'm going to play on all man because it's a challenge. Like, people like challenges. It's fucked up, but it is what it is. So, because in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a world, in a, in a real world, the niggas, who want, the niggas who, who want sex and the women who want money would just go and fuck each other and exchange goods and services. But that doesn't happen. Because both sides want a challenge. The niggas who want sex want to do it for the least amount of money possible, and the women who want money want to do it for the least amount of affection possible. So, they're, so therefore, they challenge, they're looking for challenges instead of finding each other who would make an easy transaction. That nigga wants to fuck I'm you. You want money. I
2: just talked a lot of shit. I talk a lot of shit. But I would be the first person to say, I can't date me. Hell no. Nah if I ran across a nigga who had the same, the, who used to, if I ran across a man who used to be on the same shit I was on, I would never date him. I would see him and he would probably piss me off because I can't get away with the shit that I'm used to getting away with. Which is probably why my current relationship works out well. Because that nigga sees me coming a mile away.
1: How, how many times I tell you, like, I, Alex, how many times out. I tell you? I've told you this plenty of times. I was like, fam, if a woman did to me what you used to do to these niggas, you would fight them for me. You I would, would
2: whoop her ass, bruh.
1: And that's what I was... I would literally
2: I, I, whoop her ass.
1: And that's what I'm saying, because I always told you this, and I told you this awful. Actually, I probably told you this always. I'm like, fam, I don't understand. I never understood how you was able to get away with the shit you was able to get away with. But I'm also a student of the game, So, like, so I, you know what I'm saying? And plus, I know you, so you give me the backstory. You give me, you give me the place. So I'm like, how the fuck you make that work? You know what I mean? Because it's like, again, Honestly, to, 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 to a I'm nigga...
2: I'm as fuck.
1: To a nigga like me, I'm like, ain't no That's way... That's all hell. it is. Ain't no way in hell. And like, listen, the last time I've been truly scammed was, was when I was a, a, in high school by a woman who lived in Avondale. And I was too young to know any better. She had me buying fucking eye, eye wireless phone cards and all types, of, all types of phone cards just to talk to the motherfucker. And the only time she would talk to me is when her minutes was running low. That's the last time I got scammed. Everything else I've either did let willingly me, or I just, it was a part of a longer time to let you get a little win so I can get the bigger win later. Like.
2: Let me be honest with you, Calvin. Just all the way 100000 with you. Every nigga known to man that's attracted to pussy has bought pussy. Just because, but the problem that I'm having is that y'all assume that the transaction I'm talking about involves money. It does not. Nine times out of ten, when you bought pussy, the last thing you had to do was reach in your wallet. You bought pussy though. Everybody does it. It's a part of the
1: game. Here's the thing because time is it's money. A, it's a, time is money, right? We always say time is money, and and and, and money is the root of all evil. So so like every it, it's every niggas had to audition for some for, for for some vagina. Every nigga. even if even even the nigga who's thinking right now, I ain't never had to audition for some pussy. Yes, nigga, you too, because that's just. That is the rule that we have we have chosen to abide by. Is because even if I hit you up and say let me smash and you say yes, I still gotta drive over there. I gotta grab condoms. I gotta grab wine. I gotta make sure you don't feel like a total slut. You know what I'm saying? I gotta make sure, I gotta I may have to fake care about you for a couple of days. All types of shit. I may have to think, bring bring by food. It could be a four for four. It could be roof Chris. It could be whatever. But like, there's all different varying scenarios. There's no, there's no pussy in the world that's cost nothing, and even in the, the pussy in the world that's cost nothing, I bet you cost you your piece of the mind because that bitch crazy.
2: That bitch has lost her motherfucking
1: mind. And listen, sometimes, sometimes along the
2: way, the bitch ain't lost. Sometimes got,
1: when it's too, sometimes mm-hmm, when it's too easy, easy. you get nervous because it feels like a setup, and it generally is. Next thing you know, that bitch is outside knocking on your door. Next thing you know, that chick done slashed three out of four of your tires. And you'd be like, damn, I knew this shit was too easy. Because even, even, put it like this, nothing costs nothing. Hear me clearly. Nothing costs nothing. So even the stuff that you think you got for nothing, it costs you something on the back. And if you haven't figured it out yet, your bill is coming. And it's coming
0: soon.
2: You know, Calvin. Let's transition because we are running out of time. Would you like to explain the sport?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, first, uh, first thing, first. Another R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. to John Tom- R. P. to John Thompson. John Thompson was a he was an NBA player. He got a couple of rings with the Celtics, but a lot of people know him, especially my generation, know him as a college ba- a college basketball coach. Who coached for georgetown university in dc he was the mm-hmm. first black coach to kind of to win a national championship and this was in the 80s he was the first one to do it um he coached man he the georgetown was so in part of the culture for a while i thought georgetown was hbcu i ain't gonna, i ain't even gonna hold you Mm-hmm. it was all black players and an all black coach, and they were, and they just seemed cool as shit. So I really felt like it took me, it took me a little while to figure out Georgetown was not an HBCU at my big age, but he he was influential in the careers of Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, um, right? You know what I'm saying? Like uh, all the all the Georgetown Hoyas, and it's probably his most famous um uh, player is Allen Iverson. He coached Allen Iverson. Not yep. only did he coach Allen Iverson. He saved Allen Iverson because people forget that um, Allen Iverson in high school was getting ready to be charged with, with a five-year sentence for a fight at a bowling alley, was going to be charged for five years. And all of the coaches and all of the, um, you know what I'm saying, coaches are kind of straight away from him because of that. And he, he was looking on having to stay at home and stay in that crowd. And, and, and John Thompson said, I'll take him. And that's how he was able to commute his sentence and not served that five years. And he was an advocate for his players. Not only did he win, he was an advocate for his players. He fought for them. He protected them against all sorts of racism, all sorts of prejudice. He is a giant of college basketball, of basketball in general. Um, and it's such a thing to see him go, man. He, he, he was able to get his flowers while he was there. He was a part of the Basketball Hall of Fame. And he knew how much he was loved, but it just, again, for the sports community, for the basketball community, that's another blow, another blow. Um, the NBA is back. They, 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 they strike for the game to postponed for three days um, while they, while they tried to, you know, kind of figure out what they wanted to do. And so what they did was they were willing to go home if they didn't formulate a plan. But LeBron, Chris Paul, and some of the leaders formulated a plan of what they wanted from the owners because they had the owners by the balls. So it's like, look, if you want us to play, we need, you know, some, some grievances. So what they did was they were able to get every arena in the league that is owned by the NBA to become a polling place in November. Again, in an election where social distancing is going to be necessary, you need, and, and you don't want voter lines to be, Eight hours long. You need large. Right. You need large places where you can spread people out, but still have enough space to be able to get people in and out quickly. So all of the arenas. Right. So all of the arenas that are owned by the NBA, because some of them aren't owned, Some of them are privately owned, but all of them that are owned by the team um, are going to become polling places in November. And if it's too late to make them a polling place, they are going to be done for like voter registration drives or some other civic duty. That's the first thing. Good. They also got the owners to, to uh they also got the owners to commit more money to um to 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 program the organizations fighting against racial injustice than the, the original three hundred million they committed to get them into the bubble. They also they also got them to commit to to coming with a coalition of executives, players, coaches, um owners, a coalition to kind of figure out civic ways and kind of become like a, a lobbying of, of of sorts to to impact racial injustice and police brutality, so so they did get some things out of it, you know what I'm saying? So because I was always I was always a huge proponent of like if you're going boycott, you gotta make you gotta make it actionable. Like a lot of our boycotts now fuck up because we just we don't have a, we don't have an action item. It's it's just oh boycott Target. Right. It's not boycott boycott Target until X Y and Z happens. And so that was right. that was my entire point. And I was afraid at first that this. That what this boycott was going to be. We're just, we're just boycotting this because we're, we're angry. We're striking because we're angry. No.
2: And then it turned into be something fruitful. Fruitful. And, and,
1: and, 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 we, and, and mind you, it may not be what everyone wanted, because I think a lot of people wanted the um, strike until Breonna Taylor's murderers are arrested, until Jacob Blake's right. attempted murderers are arrested. A lot of people wanted that. But that, but they, 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 had their own agenda as far as like what they, but they feel like they could have happened that were directly, you know, what I'm saying because the owners aren't directly responsible for arrest, you know, getting those cops arrested. They can make calls,
2: so but they're not, They're, they're not
1: responsible in what they did. And sorry, one more thing, Can't... because the Bucks, the team who started this, instead of playing, they were in the locker room talking with like the attorney general and in Milwaukee and in, in Wisconsin and the lieutenant governor. And so a, a, a police reform bill that had stopped in, 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 the, in the state legislature, Le- legislature is, was, is coming to a vote now because of the call that they made and the owners and the players called the attorney general and the lieutenant governor and also talked to Jacob's family and try to give him right. some encouragement and some condolence letting, letting them know like, hey, like even though we're in this bubble, we feel for you and we hear you. We see you. So. Right.
2: So, couple couple stops on this train here, shall we? The first one is how people, the NBA was criticized for not protesting longer, as you just mentioned. And I want to tell people this, A, NBA players are engines for social, ju- for social change, and they've always been. And we saw that in the Olympics with with the photo of the two runners with their fist up. We see the women, the WNBA has been on the forefront of social justice and protesting change since forever. We know what a prolific point that sports have when it comes to social injustice and social change. We know the impact that sports has on this. Imagine, you know what I'm saying? your hometown governor government officials are sitting in nba locker rooms behind the social injustice in your city okay that's fucking huge so we can't sit here and say that players are not responsible for social change they're they're not responsible for the actions behind it for bringing awareness to it It has always been a part of the sport so you cannot separate the two however Holding players more accountable for social, for protesting and social change. and Because I saw pe- a lot of people were just like, well, damn, they only boycotted for X amount of days or X amount of hours. You know what I'm saying? They could have kept that shit. And it's like, no, we cannot discourage that. Because you protest, we encourage. Because That's like, I guess in my head how I, I rationalized it is that's like me saying for health reasons, I can't go protest. So instead of being down at the protest, I'm donating water or I've donated money. Or, you know what I'm saying, I've I've given the resources. If I can't give sweat equity, I've given the resources that I can. And you still criticizing me because I wasn't holding picket signs and screaming no justice, no peace next to you. Everybody's protest and social change looks different. And we have to respect all aspects. At the end of the day, we have to remember that the NBA is is a capitalist machine. And the NBA players are also... Just because their budgets are bigger don't mean that they don't have bigger the budget, the bigger the responsibility. So they took a lot of players, did not get paid for that. The w, we talk about all the time how the WNBA is severely underpaid because of the audience that they don't bring in. So them sitting out games impacts them in ways that male basketball players won't even touch. To the point where you do have male, like, male basketball players donating to the WNBA salaries because they are on the forefront of social justice.
1: Yeah, so, Kyrie, Irvin honestly, a, a point, Kyrie Irvin donated one point Kyrie Irving donated 1.5 million to any to like the fund of any player who wanted to set out a you know, season for you know either coronavirus or social justice and wasn't getting their salary. Mind right. you, 1.5 million exactly. covered the entire league salary. That's how little they're getting paid. You know what I mean? So it's like
2: See what I'm saying? So when you see these players doing their part, take it as such. Excuse me, they're doing their part and I will continue to do mine. We have to stop playing the whole they could do more game. Everybody can be doing more. And that's the point of course hustling and bringing awareness.
1: Yeah, I think stop the mot- it's, it's, it's a multi This, this is 10. my
2: point, and we can move on. Right. This is my point, and then I promise you I'm going to move on because y'all know how I feel about the course. But stop nitpicking and stay focused on the task at hand. My right is not always going to look like your right. My right may look like your left. But if we hold hands and continue forward, we're on the same path. That was corny, but y'all get my point.
1: <laughs> I let you. I let you. I let you get that off. I let you get that off.
2: It was corny, but you get my point. We have to stop nitpicking at the how and keep our eyes on the fucking prize because it's bigger. It's bigger than black and white. You know what? Let's move on. Because <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting sleepy and I'm getting corny, y'all. I'm getting sleepy and I'm getting corny. Yeah. What, what... All right. Last, and, last, and final topic for the night calvin what's up um you made a point you said you know what i want to enter i want to leave us on on a positive note on a positive topic so let's talk about self-care and boundaries
1: yeah because you know um so again uh saw my therapist saw my therapist um and you know we was talking about kind of how I was doing. I was very honest because again, why would, why would you lie to the person you're paying to, to, right. to talk to about your feelings? Um, um, and so he kind of, you know, he kind of gave me two words to kind of, you know what I'm saying, kind of, you know, go about my week or go about the next couple weeks without I see him again. with well, self-care and boundaries, right? I, right? I struggle with both. A lot of my self-care, I can't do in the middle of a pandemic. Like a lot of my self care right. was like going to happy hours and like, we, we discussed this, being social. That was a lot of my self care. Can't do that. So it was, it was like, okay, find some new ways to self care. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I've I become a little bit more of a walker. Last couple of days, I've literally gotten in my car and just driven around the city. You know what I mean? Kind of was like, ooh, let, yeah. let's go exploring in the daytime because, you know, Cincinnati gets spooky. You
2: know, Cincinnati is. In night. Cincinnati's starting to feel like a sundown town, but we'll talk about that next time,
1: Listen, if you go too far west or go too far east, it is. Listen, I went, I, went, I went west today, and mind you, first and foremost, the west side of Cincinnati and the east side of Cincinnati are two completely different experiences in different parts of town. Like, it, it, like I used to work. Bam, like, I
2: used to work in Anderson Township. The scariest shit I've ever done in my life was leave my job anything after 8 o'clock and the sun was down, I had to have security drive me personally to my vehicle. I'm not playing with y'all.
1: I'm not playing and, with you. And, and the West Side, listen, everybody since tonight know the West Side is just a different type of animal. You go in them Del Highs, them, 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 them Price Hills, them, them Green Townships, you know. I, fam, I I took 50 West, and I like I got, as soon as I got kind of a little bit, like, outside of, like, downtown Cincinnati, I saw a Trump tent stick, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it was like, oh, yeah, we know what time to time you are. So, but that's self-care for me right now. Like, okay, get in there and drive. Drive with the windows down, bumping music ignorantly loud, all that shit. And so that's part of it, but part of it is also boundaries, right? For me, I struggle with telling my friends and especially telling, like, the women in my life, no, I struggle with this. Because of all that we're told about how black men constantly don't show up, right? And so it was like, well, I gotta show up. I gotta be there. And and, and you know, I gotta. You know, what I'm saying if they ask me, I gotta do it. You know what I mean? Because I can't. I can't be an, an, another example of not showing up. You know that that sort of obligation that you tell yourself is external, but it's really internal. Because ain't no one telling you this. You're telling you this because that's what you feel like everyone is thinking about. Yes. And so. But also, you understand, like we've always talked about you can't pour from an empty cup. And in these last several weeks, I've been empty. I've been depleting myself. I've been, you know what I'm saying? Just been like, Ugh. you know what I mean? But also, I've been still trying to pour into others who needed it. You know what I'm saying? People who, 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 who've needed an ear, who needed someone to vent to about their shit. I was like, you know, I got you. Even if I ain't got, even if I'm not supposed to have you, I got you. Because you know what? Like, I need to be there because, you know, and, and one thing I kind of learned is that my mental health doesn't, doesn't just impact me. It, it impacts the people close to you. Like, we, we, you know what I'm saying? You, we, everybody can tell when they, when they ace boon coon, when they day one nigga ain't feeling it. And depending on how that person is, it can be heavy and just impact you too. You know what I'm saying? like, everybody got a, you know, you got a bad mood. Now I got a bad mood. Everybody got a bad mood. We all unhappy in this day. And so I had to, you know, trying to check right. myself because what I was doing wasn't sustainable. It's not sustainable. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not something that I can continue to do and not drive myself into a place that's going to be, you know what I'm saying, just, just, just terrible. And so it's trying to figure out a boundaries, you know what I'm saying, without feeling like an asshole. You know what I'm saying? It's trying to tell people, like, right, I, I, I don't know if I can be there for you right now. You know what I mean? Like, I want to, but I don't apologize. Like I can but I don't necessarily need to I can't. I, I, because I have to be there for me and trying, to, and trying to figure out a way to do that and, and, and live that without feeling like you're abandoning someone. And one thing my therapist told me was you may be someone's first option to kind of vent and dump on and, and shit like that, but you're not the only one. And if you can't do it, Nine times out of ten they'll find they'll find an alternative they'll even find someone else to talk to or they'll figure or they'll figure they can work through it themselves to until, until another time and I think it's kind of you know trying to trying to change your mentality about that and understanding that if I ain't got it, I ain't got it, and it's okay for me to not have it right now even if right. even if all of those other things about black man not showing up, and black, black men are the week's wing, this, that, and the third, it's okay for me to not have it right now, because if I, don't, if I don't have it, I try to give it, I'm no good to nobody. And so that's when I was talking about self-carrying I boundaries, think, because it's like, I gotta, you know, you gotta do those two things to kind of establish the fact that you need to be good to yourself, so you can continue to be good for other people. And you need to be, and even I agree with and you. even if you just need to be good for yourself, because fuck the mother motherfuckers. You know what I mean? You need to be good for you because you control you and you are your own star player. And if you're not treating your star player, how how, how else can we move around?
0: I agree. So
2: to your point, Calvin, um, as being a a woman friend of yours who often takes up space, right? Because in friendships, part of friendship is allowing your friends to take up space. I mean, and that pendulum swings both ways. Right. Like there are times when my friends need to take up my mental space. I reserve that for you. There are times where I need to take up your mental space. It happens often. I, I tell you all all the time that my friends are my biggest support system. And I and, and I try to pour into that cup more often than I take from. It, to be fair. But I think you and I, we um, just on this episode alone, we've talked about being performative. And we've talked about, you know what I'm saying? We've talked about the negatives of being performative. But let's also talk about how pouring from that empty cup, pouring from a place that you don't have to give is also performative because you're not actually here because you want to be. You're here because you know what benefits me, And that's not good for you either. Sometimes the Sometimes self-care is saying no. Sometimes self-care is saying, girl, fuck you. Sometimes self-care is cussing that motherfucker Clean the fuck out because you've had enough of the bullshit. I think a lot of times we talk about self-care as something that's like fluffy and placated with, with bubble baths, candles, and, and, and facial
1: masks. And photo shoots with flowers and shit. Self-
2: <laughs> right. But self-care is oftentimes the dirty work of being really, really, really earnest with yourself. And sometimes self-care is saying yes to yourself and no to somebody else, knowing it's a disappointment. But if you are who you say you are and you show up when it matters the most and you're the person that you need to be nine times out of 10, when it comes to that one time that you need for you and you have to say no, because we know where your attentions are always, there should be room for understanding there. And your real friends get that and don't need to be, that doesn't necessarily always need to be explained. Like Calvin, if you were just like, Alex, I love you. I just don't have the space for you to vent right now because of the, only, the shit I got going on. I would hear that over, this nigga's ignoring me because we're real friends. So being a real friend is setting better expectations of, setting better expectations for yourself so that your friends have something to respect as well. That's it. Um, you did give us your positive note early. Do you have, any, do you have anything to add to
0: that? Uh, um,
1: love yourself. Love yourself. Love, love those around you that deserve your love too. We, life is consistently showing us that it's way too short to do anything else. So love yourself. Love those around you who deserve it. Take your vitamins and when in doubt, send that nigga some titties. I think that's my... Oh my God. That, I think that's so my last
2: week, my positive note was have sex. Last week, my positive note was have sex. This week, my positive note is going to be, go get tested. And not even just because you're out here fucking, but when's the last time you've gotten your STD test? And this is no judgment, and it's honestly nobody's business. That's what it really is between you and your God. But if you can afford it, if you need help finding resources to, to afford it, it's actually Calvin, not this week, probably not next week either, because let's be honest. We do need to do another giveaway. We'll, we'll collaborate that on that at some point. But, like, go get, go get yourself checked the out. The only thing
1: I will counter with that... Colon cancer? Yeah, it, the only thing I'll counter with that is, at least with um, STDs, or STIs, excuse me, it is the business of also every person that you're sleeping with, right? Because, again, that you, again, you can't, you got to allow people to make that choice for themselves. And so, so right. that's the only thing I would say, but everything else, um, go get tested, um, go get screened, go get checked. If you're um, for colon cancer specifically, as soon as you hit 30, 35 black men, go mm-hmm. get tested. I know we, I know we as black men, and, here, and here's my real positive note, right? I know we as black men are hesitant about mm-hmm. getting a colonoscopy because we don't, we don't want no one just playing up in there. That's not, that's not cool for us. But a, that's it's important to do, and B, there are blood tests and fecal matter tests now that you don't have to have someone playing with you up there. if you so choose. You can you can, I, this is going to be sound gross, but you can take a shit in like a, a, like a bowl or something, and they can test your shit and think and see if there there needs to be additional testing or if you're good to go. If there's a blood test that'll be able to identify certain factors that. Can let you know is there additional testing, or are you good to go? Now, if you do need additional testing, I was just
2: gonna say this. If you do
1: need additional testing, you are gonna have to get that full colonoscopy, and you're gonna have to bend over and take it. But it's, honestly, it doesn't make you gay. It doesn't make you gay to get your shit checked. Let,
2: thank you. Hi guys. It's not gay to be healthy. It is not gay to take care of yourself. Do not allow homophobia to be the reason you find yourself dead at
1: 41. There's a joke I had, but it was like, I mean, wow, nigga, you look at you trying to live longer so you can be around more niggas, you gay. Like, that was was what niggas sound like. Like,
2: it's your girl, Allie Nicole. (laughs) That's
1: what niggas sound like, wow. You look at you trying to live longer so you can be around more niggas, you gay. Oh, that's what niggas sound like. And I'm like, fam, honestly,
2: I'm fucking signing off.
1: Take care of yourself, niggas. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental, take care of your physical. It's the voicey diddy. We are out of
2: here. It's your girl, and left right Allen.
1: Going in for the kill. You know I lead the league and steal. Make it double, triple baby girl, let's make a deal. Hit my DM so it's real. You know I just wanna get to know the real you. Tell me, girl, so I can feel. Your bunny probably something black and purple when you done it you can be my starting five in the whole damn bitch back to back we the bulls pippin jordan game six yo you throw the alley oop, the shawty, i'm just trying to scoop tell me what you want to do i'm about to pull up and shoot my shot down on you i'm about to take a chance yo blindfolded with the free throw